other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Many of you may have heard Curtis Lewa about a half hour ago with my colleague Dominic Carter. I got a call from Curtis around uh, 1030 last night that at the Midland Beach location of the former senior center that they are turning into migrant housing, that they were trying to sneak migrants in in the middle of the night and the community loudly resisted and basically uh, started blocking the buses to drop off the migrants at this facility. Not surprisingly, this led to a lot of arrests and a lot of upheaval. Here's a little bit of the scene there. Whatever you think of the migrant situation, it's clear that there is an incredible amount of polarization in this city. This city cannot withstand more and more of this. This needs to end. Mayor Adams ought to say no more of these buses. It should be him and the members of the NYPD that are blocking these buses from coming into New York. Not these citizens that are just trying to protect their community. I'm not immigrant bashing at all. I'm a very proud grandson of immigrants. These people are unvetted, and New York simply can't take this. We can't take it from an infrastructure perspective, and these communities are not zoned for this sort of thing. And I applaud the folks that were out there getting arrested, and I just hope Mayor Adams, Governor Hochul, and even President Biden see what's going on there. Our city, as Mayor Adams said last week, really is being destroyed by this. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Who is Mayor Eric Adams meeting with? Who knows? Certainly not me. New Yorkers don't know what Mayor Eric Adams has been doing all day, not at least since June 30th of 2022. That's the last day his office released the mayor's daily schedule. Think about that. 14 months ago, Adams' press office still releases a daily public schedule with things like press conferences, ribbon cuttings, and flag raisings. But previous mayors shared much more detailed granular schedule on a few months delay. We know that on September 18th, 2018, for instance, Bill de Blasio had two media interviews, four meetings, 10 phone calls, and we know who else joined them. They weren't perfect, but they were much, much better than Eric Adams. The schedules that Adams did release last year were a mess. They included screenshots of an online calendar app that often didn't include the name 
of who the mayor was meeting with or who else was there. This is a huge backslide in transparency from the mayor who said he'd have, quote, a clear, transparent administration. And I think the press is going to be really proud with the level of transparency that I'm going to show. That's what he said. And this means City Hall is keeping private the vast majority of what Mayor Adams is actually doing all day. And someone that I don't generally agree with, but I think she's right on the money on this one, is State Senator Jessica Ramos, who's rumored to be a uh, potential challenger to Eric Adams in 2025. She said, that to me is such a basic, fundamental symbol of transparency and goodwill with the people of New York. Letting them know where it is that you're going to be focusing your energies on any given day. And uh, another de Blasio staffer told Politico New York, it was a pain in the ass and nobody wanted to do it, but to not release them for over a year, Bill de Blasio would never, according to Ramos. This is absolutely insane. This shows blatant disrespect for the press and the public, and one has to wonder why Mayor Adams isn't releasing the schedule. Is his press department too lazy? He just promoted his press secretary, Fabian Levy, to deputy mayor. He doesn't have the time to send out a public schedule? This is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Or is there something he's trying to hide here? Beam me up! That's what I'd like to know. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. From George Washington to Christopher Columbus, new questions are being raised yet again about the future of some New York City monuments. It's one of several controversial measures being considered by city leaders. City Councilwoman Natasha Williams told CBS2, the purpose of today was to really catalog all the different bills that we have currently that have something to do with reconciliation, equity, repairing the harms that have been done to black people in this city and indigenous people in this city. The city's Cultural Affairs Committee held a hearing to discuss if monuments like the Christopher Columbus statue at Columbus Circle, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson statues at Washington Square Park, and Peter Stuyvesant's figure at Stuyvesant Square should be removed from city streets due to their controversial pasts or stay up with explanation. The bill would require the city to remove works of art on city property that depict a person who owned enslaved people, directly benefited economically from slavery, or participated in systemic crimes against indigenous peoples and humanity. The bill also suggests if the statues aren't removed, an explanatory plaque next to the work of art would be needed. I'll tell you who impressed me this week is the Italian Prime Minister, Georgia Maloney, and she made a point to visit the borough of Manhattan's famed Columbus Circle to participate in a wreath-laying ceremony honoring Columbus. And uh, she placed a wreath of flowers on the statue located at the center of Columbus Circle. And she put out a statement in support of keeping these statues. One of the people that was out there uh, in defense of Columbus was Chaz Palminteri, and he's a big defender of Columbus, and he said, and I agree with him, the prime minister is making a statement, we're not getting rid of Columbus. That holiday is our day. Canceling Columbus is not going to happen. And we'll see where it goes, but uh, I think it's really a sad situation whenever anybody tries to erase 
history. Speaking of history, we want to remember the history that took place on September 11th, sad as it is, and that's why I'm asking you to make a small contribution to my efforts to raise some money for the Tunnel to Towers walk this weekend. You can go to wabcradio.com slash frankwalk and make a donation. wabcradio.com slash frankwalk. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Well, New Jersey U.S. Senator Bob Menendez will not run unopposed after all. Mendham Borough Mayor Christine Serrano-Glasner yesterday announced that she is going to be running for U.S. Senate against Bob Menendez next year. Now, Menendez, if he's on the ticket, has the potential to see his most competitive race ever, even in a state that hasn't voted for a Republican senator since 1972. Menendez is under federal criminal investigation for the third time in as many decades. And I don't think we've heard the last of this by a long stretch. All indications are we could be seeing an indictment of Menendez. And I'm hearing that from some people that I know that work in the Department of Justice. But if there's one thing that might trump the stench of political corruption in New Jersey, it is Trump. Serrano Glasner has plenty of ties to the former president, and there's a good chance she'll be sharing a ballot with him if she's the nominee. Aside from having been a Trump delegate in 2016, she's married to and runs a business with Trump political operative Michael Glasner, who didn't abandon Trump after January 6th. So we'll see where that goes. The New Jersey Globe is reporting that former state treasurer Andrew Aristoff told the New New Jersey Globe that he's considering seeking the Republican nomination for U.S. Senate as well. And they'd have a tough time tarnishing Aristoff with the Trump brush, considering he has a long history of anti-Trump bona fides. The problem for him, though, might be winning the approval of primary voters who thoroughly back Trump even in New Jersey. That's why I have been saying for a long time that I really think one of the strongest candidates for this seat for the Republicans is Republican State Assembly member Robert Auth. He was a Trump guy, but not super Trump, didn't defend Trump's most outrageous behavior. So I think he's got credibility with the Trump people and he's got credibility with the more moderate voters in New Jersey. And he's been elected in a relatively moderate district. It's not a deep red district at all. So uh, I think I don't think the Republicans should be afraid of a primary here. I know in New Jersey, everyone's terrified of a primary. They try to make it so that no primaries happen. Everything is worked out in a back room somewhere. I think that's a mistake. I think all these candidates should run. Aristoff, Glasner, and I'll say uh, Robert Off as well. Think about it. Beam me up. To be continued.